Hallelujah. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. I want you to know that God blessed this ministry with quality men and women. Some of them we don't appreciate enough because they work behind the scene. Deep rivers flowing with majestic silence. But God's hand is upon them and in the days to come they will do better than you can ever imagine and that I can ever do. Because it gets better in subsequent generation. We are not in competition at all. We are complimenting one another to the glory of God. With a clap offering to Jesus. And an open heart. To the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The diluted word that is able to save souls and set men free. Please make welcome our minister today, the only Christian in Laterina in Global Citadel Global Community Church, Pastor Christian Ike. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, what else can you say when your father helps to dress you up? <laughs> Pastor, we truly appreciate you. Uh, we've already prayed for you at the missionary force meeting. Uh, if you are looking for a father, if you are looking for a father that will give you a shoulder to cry on, uh, if you are looking for a father who is not to dump you, regardless of your faltering, your fumblings, and all your failures, if you are looking for a father who is going to give you a large heart, and always believe in you that it can always get better. That is our pastor for you. And I think because he has also prayed for us, well, I don't want to go on that bend because that would take much of our time. I know that everything that I am, I got married here, I got my children here, so, what is I looking for? If you are looking for a role of a father, there is a source. There is a base in which every of such things were cooked and prepared for you. So, thank you once again. And based on after the prayer that he has made also, I also want to also say Happy Father's Day. And uh, my prayer, my desire for every one of us is exactly what God told Abraham. In Genesis chapter 17, God called him and said, Abraham, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and live as you should. And I pray that every father in the house, you acknowledge God Almighty as your father. And you will walk before him and they will live as we should. And I believe also in Luke chapter 11 verse 13, you know, where it says that, if our earthly father cannot hold back and knows how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would our heavenly father give us of his Holy Spirit? And Father has taught us in the house that Holy Spirit is one that knows the mind of God and knows what exactly you need and not what you want. May the Holy Spirit that you have and you carry may give you what you need. Amen. Fulfill your desires Amen. and your expectations Amen. in Jesus' mighty name. What a big job pastor asked me to do. 
And how many of us know, of course, that he gives you a job to do, just like a father, he watches over that too. Because he doesn't want you to stray. And so this morning, we want to cue into what exactly we've been having, you know, praying for the citadel. We'll call it citadel transition prayer session. So we're continuing on that this morning. And I want to take a bearing from two scriptures. Everybody say two scriptures. We're taking a bearing from two scriptures. The first one is Psalm 133. Psalm 133. It says, and I quote, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head. Running down on the bed, the bed of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments, it is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there what? The Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Psalm 133. Okay, ready, ready, read. Let's read together. I want to go. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the hair, running down on the bed, the bed of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garment. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing for there the Lord does what? Commanded the blessing life forevermore. And let's again flip through to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. I read from verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesar Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But he said to them, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are Christ, the son of living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will bind in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded the disciples that they should tell no other, no one, that he was Christ, Jesus the Christ. For that time Jesus began to show, from that time he began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, for you are an offense to me. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. May that not be a portion in Jesus' name. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, he let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels. Let's read the last two lines once to go. And then he will reward each according to his works. A prayer trust this morning is unity of purpose. Everybody say unity of purpose. When I look at the words unity of purpose, the conclusion I just gave to it is, the atmosphere we need to build upon. Why do I say the atmosphere we need to build upon? Because when you look at the word purpose, as Collins Dictionary described it, 
He said, is the state a quality of being one? Oneness, sameness, singleness, and undividedness. He also says, this act, state, or quality of forming a whole from separate parts. Something whole or complete that is composed of separate parts. In other words, he's talking about harmony. He's talking about mutual agreement. No wonder Jesus said, he was making a prayer in John chapter 17. He said, Lord, I pray that you make them one. We are talking about the rapport. We are talking about commonly doing things together. When I look into the scriptures, I realize that unity of purpose is nothing but a signature of heaven. That is exactly Godhead for you. Because everything that God does, every purpose of God in creation is done by the Trinity, the two coming together. Whenever you hear in the scripture, say, let us. Let us means common, commonly coming together as we have agreed, doing this thing together. And so if he's talking about something that is complete and something that is whole, I wanted to ask yourself this morning as you're sitting down, are you complete? Are you whole? I'm asking, are you complete? Can you check your eyes? Can you check your nose? Check everything. Is everything, everything around you in shape? Do you look like a human being? You look like a human being? So you are complete. Well, let's give Jesus a clap of him. So if you look around you and you're complete, it simply shows that a good work was done on you. So that means, and if that good work was done, not just by a separate entity, but the combination of Godhead. To be able to achieve, achieve something that is complete and whole, that is beautiful on the face of the earth, they will realize that everything that has to do with the unity of purpose started from heaven. And so when Jesus was making a prayer and he said, I pray for this one that I'm living. They are not of this world, but they are this world. But I pray that you make them one. It means bring them to that same platform and to that same level that we wear so that they can execute the work and give it to them. So unity of purpose. When, so when you look at this, you will not see that everything that we can become our greatness is nothing but the combination of our separate inputs. That you are great, you are wonderful, it simply means that somebody has added something, somebody has put in his level, you have put in your effort, you have put in something. And so it shall be that even as we join together to build, we will build what is Nothing but exciting on the face of the earth in Jesus' name. You look at what Matthew 16 said. And we're going to use that to zero in into our prayer points. There are certain things and certain truths that Jesus established there. Jesus simply asked a question. What do people say? Do you know the reason why Jesus asked that? Because he was trailblazing a new phenomenon on planet Earth. He was championing something that had never existed before. Jesus was coming in and bringing what you call a new culture, a new value system, a new mentality that had not existed. And so he needed to know that everybody has a buy-in into it so that the work will be thoroughly done. He does not want anybody also to be on a cross purpose. And that was why after he has heard all that he said, he now looked at them too. What do you people say? Thank you for what you told me that others have said, but what did you say? I'm working directly with you. We're in this game together. So what do you say? And Peter 
was one that received an imprint from heaven and said, you are Christ. So in other words, the Spirit of God has to bet in Peter the purpose for Jesus coming because there has to be a connection between heaven and earth for every will of God to be established. The reason why a lot of things go wrong in your business and in my business, in your profession, in our home, in our families, is because we work across purposes. We don't work in agreement. How many of us know when you, those of us who are employers of labor, the issues you're having with your staff is because they have a different vision. They have a different understanding. As a matter of fact, in this season, in this time and age, everyone says that where you work is where you do what? That's where you chop. Have you heard that phrase? Where you work is where you And that is where what they call stomach infrastructure. And so you, you employ people in your company, your outfit, why you think that they're making money for you, they are storing up for themselves. I hope I'm not talking to anybody in the house. Everybody say, man, as me. How many honest people do we have? How many men of integrity do we have? So you have, in places of work, in professions, in businesses, in homes, people who are working across purposes. They are not working in time them to the vision of what the home or the business is all about. So Jesus wanted to ascertain that everybody is on the same page. Especially those who are so close to him. I want to ensure that you are on the same page with me. Because if you are not on the same page with me, we will not complete this job. We will complete everything he's given to us to do. I said the job is given to us in Saturday we will complete in Jesus name. And so from that encounter, from that word that Jesus spoke in Matthew 16, we are going to establish certain facts. And I want you to write them down. Certain facts, there are five facts we can pick from that Matthew 16. When Jesus asked them, who do men say that I am? And what do you also say that I am? The first thing you want to know from there is that whenever a new phenomenon, vision, or occurrence, or experience, comes on stream, there are apprehensions. There are perspectives, there are queries, disquiets, there are concerns, sometimes doubts. There are indifferences, skepticisms, outright resistance, rebellion, or sabotage. Whenever any new thing comes on, you always find people in either of these streams. And at the same time, you also find acceptance. That those who accept it, and there's an excitement in the atmosphere. So Jesus did not want to overlook that he has come to bring in something that is new, has never existed before. Changing the mentalities of people. But he just wants to know that he's on the same page. Especially with those who are very close to him. The second thing also we can pick, even from this episode and encounter in Matthew 16... Is a fulfilling purpose of vision flows from the sense of harmony. Everybody say harmony. It flows from the sense of harmony or the players or followers who embrace the vision and commonly work together to accomplish the task. To fulfill a vision, there has to be a harmony of players, those who are to execute that vision, so that commonly they will work together. In your home, for your home to be an established one, fulfilled one, that become a model and fulfill what God has desired it to be, the value system of that house must be properly communicated for people to buy into it, to commit to it. Because in doing so, that is how that vision will be executed. And you know one thing? It brings us to the next one. Every new concept has its own effects. Every new thing that is coming in has its own effects. It can either empower you or it can reduce to nothing but the dustbin of history. It can either empower the individuals, those who are following it, those who buy into it, 
or it can wrap them up and reduce them into the dustbin of history. When Jesus, when David came on the scene, you know the story of David, how the ragtag soldiers followed him all through. What happened to those ragtag soldiers? They paid their dues. They followed him. They bought into him. They committed to him. They believed in him. They believed in the project and the assignment that God has committed into his hands. And at the end of the day, what became, what did they become of? The mighty men that David had. But here comes somebody else who queried, who is this David? Who is this breakaway spirit? Some people just break away from their masters. Who is he? That I should give my bread to somebody I don't know. I could never say he doesn't know David. With the whole exploits that David has done in the land. With a new thing that David has replaced. With a song that was sung by women, bless God for you. That Saul has killed is 1,000 and David has killed how many? 10,000. That became the news, the trending news of the day. How could neighbor say he never knew or heard about David? But because he was puffed up in himself and they believed that he's not worth his commitment. And you know what? Nabal was wrapped up and dumped in the dustbin of history. His heart smote him. May you and I buy into a vision. May you and I buy into a moving vision so that it will work for us and not work against us. And another thing we can also learn from that Matthew 16 is that for every vision or for any concept, there has to be an a built-in mechanism for effective feedback. For every new thing you want to bring in, there has to be a mechanism for effective feedback. That becomes a platform in which everything, the questions and the answers and the concerns of people will not be attended to. That's why Jesus asked them that question. He provided an effective feedback for them so that they can hear them. He was patient enough to hear them and to declare to them what he has come for. And one thing also we can also pick from there is that every vision, every new concept that is good and well articulated, people will always commit to it. That's what Habakkuk 2 says. Write the vision and do what? Make it plain. So that those who run with it, those who read will do what? Will run with it. The moment is good, well articulated, people will always run with it. And one final thing, everybody say final. Everybody say final. So one final thing you can also pick from there is that the devil does not fear a big church. He fears a united church. That's what Jesus said, I will build my church. Everybody say build. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. How does he want to build his church? He said, Father, make them one. So he's looking at a united church, united heart, united interest, men and women who pursue a common interest. Men and women who know that the vision that Jesus has brought in is also their vision. That the vision of the house is their vision. He said, I'm going to build them together because they have fulfilled my spiritual protocol. And for fulfilling it, the gates of hell will never prevail against us. And the gates of hell will never prevail against us. I said the gates of hell will not prevail against your business. It will not prevail against your family. It will not prevail against any of your setup. Why? Because the Lord has brought you to the same platform that he is. Anytime you are working together with somebody, you are commonly agreed on a thing, just know you are on the same page with God. And there shall be nothing impossible for you to do. He said, two or three of you shall agree as touching anything here or net, common purpose, it shall be done for them. Whatever we agree from this day, the Lord will do for us in Jesus' name. I said the Lord will do for us in Jesus' name. Whatever the enemy has locked up concerning your vision, concerning your dream, concerning your destiny, concerning your project, whatever it is that God has given to you that the enemy has locked up, we agree with you this morning that that is a breakthrough. I said there is a breakthrough. Amen. Tell your neighbor there is a breakthrough. Amen. It has come your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. And so when I want to zero into our prayer trust, 
It's not time to pray. Having established that we are on the same page with him, having known that each time we'll talk about common purpose, one accord, bonding together, it's not just a cliche. It's just God asking you to come to the same platform that we are on, on heaven as God has. We could not do anything all alone. We do all things by ourselves corporately. You realize that in your department, you can't just be a lone ranger. You realize that in the church where you are, you're not a lone ranger. You realize that even in church in the house where you are not a lone ranger. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews 12 verse 25. He said, look, never you run away from the coming together of the brethren. Never you forsake the coming together of brethren. Why? Because he knew what is going to happen there. Tell your neighbor, never you forsake. They coming together of one another in Jesus' name. So what is our number one prayer point? The place of unity is a breeding ground for commanded blessing. Say to somebody, the place of unity is a commanded ground for God's for commanded blessing. That's exactly what we read in Psalm 133. Why? Because whatever is in the head must flow to the body. When you come to that concourse of the spirit, when you gather together and you agree, come only as touching those things, you are getting to the same page and the same platform that God operates. And definitely all that God here has, he releases to you. The Bible said that deep calls to deep. Because a place of togetherness, one accord. That's exactly what you see in Acts of the Apostles chapter 2. That when they gather together in what? One accord. What happened? The Holy Spirit came. The moment we are together, we have a common purpose, we have a common interest, we have a common thing that we're all addressing, we have one heart. Check through the scriptures, you will see. When they finished building the temple, before any priest could go in there to minister, the Bible said that the psalmist, they got up and they sang with one voice. And what happened? The glory of the Lord filled the temple that the priest said could not minister. May that come into our house. I said, may that come into this community. That we do things together. So we see that when they gather together in one accord, the Holy Spirit could not be restrained because heaven knew, wow, these ones are mutual mark. That's a parameter for us to come in. And he came in immediately. May that become the play of this house. May that become the engine room of this house. In Jesus' name. So let us stand up and let's pray. I'm going to take this prayer point after me. Say, Lord, build us up. And grant us grace to keep the unity of faith in the bond of love. You know, Acts of the Apostle 20, 32 said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace that is able to build you up. Let's begin to say, Lord, build us up. As a body, build us up. That I will not be a lone ranger. I will not be the acorn in the midst. Build us up. Build us up. Build us up to keep the unity of faith in the bond of love. To keep the unity of faith. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 4. Build us up that we will keep the unity of faith in the bond of love. Lord, build us up. Dissolve every differences. Dissolve every acrimony. Every disunity, Lord, tear them apart and build us up. That's our cry, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. We're going to ask that, Lord, help us always to create an atmosphere of oneness. A platform of harmonious relationship with one another. Can we ask him, Lord, help me to create always an atmosphere of oneness. An atmosphere of oneness. Always seeking for the good of my brother. Always seeking for the good of my sister. Always seeking for the interest of my brother. Always seeking for the interest of my sister. Help us, Lord, to create that atmosphere of oneness. A platform of harmonious relationship with one another. Thank you, Jesus. There's so much that happens when we are together, when we agree. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus, I will pray. The prayer trust number two. 
I love this one. How many of us know that where there are no people, there's no problem? Just lock yourself in the room. If you are so tired about anything, the frustrations, the hustle and bustle, the honkings of whatever, just one day lock yourself in the room. No problems. As long as you can contain the stillness of the room. But the moment people show up, the more the merrier the problem. <laughs> because as for the apostle chapter 6, as they kept on growing, Wahala came in. But then do you know that it is not a miserable thing? Because that is life. It simply tells you that we are living in an imperfect system. People are looking for justice. Something must work right. It must add right. Brethren, not in this system. It's a falling world. And so people have issues. And you have just understand. You know, I can't understand why it's living this way. Please kindly understand. It's an imperfect world. You know, sometimes we run our, we run our chromosomes or hormones unnecessary. We run unnecessary adrenaline. Would fry and dry up ourselves because I can't just understand why he's doing the way he's doing. He's simply telling you that it's just a falling nature. So where there are no people, where there are no people, there's no problem. But the moment people show up, problem show up. So, but so you now have to there must be a mechanism to absorb that. There must be a mechanism to resolve issues, to resolve concerns, and to resolve problems. That was why you have to, you know, you remember what we agree in the house? What is our mantle in this house? What is our mantra? In doubt? And gain? Yes? Before you ask, give the benefit of the doubt. And what again? Don't ask those who are neither party to the problem, neither party to the solution. It will be tantamount to? And what again? Whoever cannot obey a simple instruction, don't make him Unless he will draw crooked lines. So what is our prayer? You know, if you look at First Corinthians chapter 3, they were just looking for, when it gets to this portion, people start camping. And for Paul, and for Apollos, and for Peter, and for who? That is not necessary. They've forgotten that he wanted to abuse everything is God himself. So what is our prayer? What is our prayer? Say after me, Lord, Lord. uproot. Every spirit of envy, strife, and discord from us. Help us to overcome evil with good and to be at peace with one another. Let's begin to ask that the Lord will uproot every spirit of envy, every spirit of strife, every spirit of discord. Help us to overcome evil. That's exactly what Paul wrote to Romans. Paul was instructing the Romans overcome every spirit of envy the book of romans 12 17 to 21 lord we thank you repay no one evil for evil have regard for good things in the sights of all men if it is possible as much as depends on you living peaceably with all men beloved do not avenge yourself but rather give place to wrath because his reaching vengeance is mine i will repay do not overcome by evil but overcome evil with good Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. We're also going to pray. The second prayer, even in this one. Everybody say, Lord. Lord. Help me to love without hypocrisy. Help me to to abhor what is evil. Help me to cling to what is good. If you look at Romans chapter 12, verses 9 to 10. Romans 12, 9 to 10. It said, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Let's begin to pray. Lord, help me. Help us to love without hypocrisy. Help us to avoid what is evil. To cling to what is good. That is a prayer. That is what bonds us together. That is what binds us together. There's no sectarianism. There is no hidden feelings. There is no ill feelings. Father, there's no hidden feelings or ill feelings. First to bond together to love without hypocrisy. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. The next prayer point, those who cause division. 
dissensions, rebellion among us, it's simply because they do not have the Spirit of God. Because for you to start causing division in a place where God has made whole and complete means you don't understand order. You don't understand order. It's an affront to heaven and God resists it. In Numbers chapter 12, Miriam and Aaron taught Moses, you are taking too much to yourself. Who do you think you are? You are the junior brother to all of us. So who gave you this role to be speaking over our heads? They were speaking against constituted authority. They wanted to teach him what to do. They wanted to give him instructions on how he must run things. You know we had them in the house. Every single thing, this is not the way it has to be done. This is so. Let's, let's be careful so that spirit of dissension does not trigger, trigger in. And what happened, brethren? God was aroused to anger. And for the first time, the pillar of cloud lifted off. And the destroyer went in. Miriam immediately was cut off with leprosy. It wasn't God who gave it to her. But the moment the glory of God and the cloud, the pillar of cloud was lifted up, the enemy had been looking for that opportunity. May we not break the hedge. May you not break the hedge that God has given to us. So he broke the hedge, she broke the hedge, and the Satan, of course, bite immediately. So that is, you know, God has, God does not take kindly to those who cause divisions and who cause dissensions in the house. He calls them all manner of names. Let's look at Jude. Look at Jude. Jude chapter 2. May your name be not be written in that record in Jesus' name. Look at Jude chapter 2. Or Jude 2. It's only one verse. Look at Jude 2 from verse 12. He said, these are spots in your love feast. Why they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves. They are clasped without water, carried about by the winds, let autumn trees without fruit. Twice dead, pulled up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming up with their shame, foaming up their own shame, wandering stars. In other words, they were believers before. That's why we say the Spirit of God have left. They lack order. They are wandering stars. They used to be stars. But suddenly, they lost their bearing. They lost their focus. And they started meandering. For whom is reserved? The blackness or darkness. Let's pray. Lord, expose and uproot everyone that causes division and dissension. Let's add that the Lord will expose them. Let's decree that the activities will no longer proceed. The activities will no longer go on. That the Lord will expose everyone who had the spirit of division, who had the spirit of dissension. That the Lord will expose them and bring a closure for the activities in the house. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. There's some of the prayers we're making here, not just for this place. They are the things that you also take home because those are things that are affecting our unity. One of the things also that affects unity is pride. Where you have an exaggerated impression of yourself. You look down on others with relish. Can I tell you, you must back down from your high horse. Think too much to yourself. You condescend other people. So pride. And you know what the Bible says? God resists the proud. And gives grace to who? To the humble. I want you to pray for yourself. Because as I'm talking, you are looking at somebody. You are wondering, it must be. Yes, it must be. No. Look at you. The psalmist will say, Lord, search me. I want you to pray. Say, Lord, deliver me. For the spirit of pride. Grant me grace to humble myself before you. Pray that for yourself. Deliver me from the spirit of pride. That thing that comes upon me. That creates impression that I'm bigger and better than any other person. Deliver me. Grant me grace to remain humble before you. Thank you Lord. In Jesus they will pray. I said in Jesus they will pray. You know I said before that devil... The devil does not fear a big church. But he only fears the United Church. You know, Jesus said, I'll build my church. 
and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But I looked at it and I saw also that, you know, it's talking about, you say, one shall chase, and then two shall chase. Then imagine the geometric progression. There's a power of geometric progression. If all of us can come together, there's nothing on earth that can resist us. We're going to pray. Lord, everything that breaks our unity, everything, that the Lord will take it away from us. Everything that breaks, let's begin to pray. Everything that breaks our unity, Lord, take away from us. Everything that limits our power, Lord, take away from us. Everything. Every trick of the enemy to break this sense of unity, atmosphere of unity, oneness that you are creating, that you are using to build your church, Lord, take away from us. Let there be a mighty release of your grace upon us. In Jesus' name we pray. See after me, Lord, by your power, we shut down wicked forces against our families, against our children, against our health against our resources, against our nation, upon every mountain of influence. Lord, by your power, we shut down. Let's begin to shut down. Let's begin to shut down. He said, we'll teach principalities and powers his modified wisdom. By the power of geometry progression, we shut down every force that has hindered you, your resources, your family. We shut them down. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And let us also pray that none of us will be like Ananias and Sapphira. They want spotlight, but they love hypocrisy. They love the commendation of Barnabas. Oh, wonderful man. But they wallow in lies and deception. You know, just like Pastor have constantly said, nobody compares us to give. So there's no impression. There's nobody you want to impress. And then be able to cook up history and cook up stories and cook up schemes. No. For the Lord loves what? A cheerful giver. What are you going to pray? Say after me, Lord. Lord break every power of covetousness in our church. Give us a generous heart to love and support your work in this season. Shall we begin to pray? Every power of covetousness. Every power of covetousness. That was the power that was at work in Sapphira and Ananias. They, did, they couldn't see how they can hold back. And the Lord will break. Let him release the generous heart to us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. I mean, I wanted to see after me, it takes a great team. To build a great dream. It takes a great thing to build a great dream. Why? Because together each achieve more. It was a great team that came to David. And David had to elicit or we had to collect their commitments. He wanted to confirm that, are you coming to me to help me? Let my spirit look upon it. But when that was confirmed, and they entered into the same platform, brethren, they never broke their rank. They went together. And because they were together all through, the Bible says in First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 38, that the Lord released strength to them, and there was so much prosperity. Let's begin to pray too. And what is our prayer concerning that? See after me. Praise the Lord. Say after me, Lord, Lord, bring strength and prosperity to your church. Cause us to remain a strong united team. Building a great dream. Let your job permeate our gathering. Let's begin to pray. That the Lord will bring strength and prosperity to his church. Because he's uniting our hearts together. We've agreed that we're not bringing ranks. Lord, let your strength, let your prosperity, let it come back to your church. Cause us to remain a strong, united team, building a great dream. You're giving a great dream for Citadel. You're giving a great dream to your servant. And we will remain united. 
We will build together. We will build strong. Thank you. So that your joy will permeate all around us. Let the vision work for me. I wanted to pray. I wanted to pray. I wanted to say, Lord, let the vision work for me. I said, let the vision work for me. Let me grow up. Let me grow rich. Let me grow big. And let me grow big. And let me grow together with your servant. Begin to pray that the vision will work for you. Let the vision work for you. Let the citadel vision work for you. Let the vision is given to a set man. Let it work for you. That you and I will grow up. You and I will grow rich. You and I will grow rich. We and I will grow together. That is the purpose of God for now. The vision will work for us. We will grow big. We will grow rich. And we will grow together. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus, Martin, I will pray. Does pastor need our prayers? Yes. Say, I'm family, Lord. Lord. Strengthen your, your servant. For greater progressive revelation, greater progressive revelation. Of, the of the noun. That's a progressive revelation. That is the, what you call, that is citadel. That's a progressive revelation. When we are doing the strategy session, you know, when we are looking at, uh, there's one of the things we are looking at, you know, defining the vision, conceptual definition, that it has to emerge from what you call creative ideation, and then goes into faith. Then from there it goes into spiritual intelligence. And what does that mean? Several dreams, several dreams that are lasting from 1964. 1974, 1984, up to today. And that is what we call a progressive revelation. And the Lord will grace him. He will hear the conversations of heaven. I say, hear the conversations of heaven in Jesus' name. And that is Psalm 110. Sorry because of time. Psalm 110. Psalm 110. He said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your what? Your foes too. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. David was always able to hear the conversations of heaven. Let's pray that the Lord will strengthen him. He will continuously have an open revelation. He will hear the conversations of heaven. And the Lord will cause him to maintain rulership over his enemies, over the enemies of this land. Father, strengthen your servant. 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 In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And lastly, I'm going to pray for yourself again. Lord, help me not to be a clog in the wheel of this vision. Help me to play my part so that the blessings that I meant will not be denied me. You know, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, it says, From whom the whole part, the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes what? Growth of the body for the divine of itself. Let's pray. Lord, I will not be a cog in the wheel of this vision. Help me to acknowledge, acknowledge my part and play my role so that I will grow. The ministry will grow. The vision will grow. Thank you, Father. We worship and exalt you. Lord, take absolute charge and control of everything. Thank you, Lord, because in you, we will grow up. Lord, we will grow big. We will grow rich. And we will grow together. And so it shall be. In Jesus' mighty name. Good morning. God bless you. Put your hands together for God's servant. Glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah. May I have the musician back for a minute? You are too slow. You are too young to be too slow. Join hands together and sing with me. You my brother. You my sister. Together we till he comes food that can defeat us why walking side by side as long as there is love we 
Corinthians chapter 1 verse number 10 stay where you are please give it to us on the screen 1st Corinthians 1 10 we're going to read it together ready read now I plead with you brethren by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you all speak the same thing that there be no divisions among you but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. How many same can you see in that one scripture? Let's read it one more time. I want you to pay attention to same. Ready? Read. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. One, that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same two, and the same whether it's in the outer court in the holy place and the holy of holies in all the dimensions same mind same judgment speaking the same thing comes as a result of giving one another opportunity to express yourself do you understand me impression without expression will only produce frustration, all kinds of things. It will burst. But you see, in this house, there's no room for division. In the name of, no room for contention. In the mighty name of Jesus. Give me Ephesians chapter 4. I want you to pay attention to 1, 1, 1, 1, 1. All the one that we mentioned. We have looked at same, same, same. And you are going to see 1, 1, 1, 1. Ephesians 4, verse 1. And therefore, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called. The moment you break this rhythm, you're not walking worthy of the call. With all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Ready for it now? There it is. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And just as you are calling one of your calling, go on. One, 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 Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. So where is the room for division when it's the same Father, same Spirit, same Lord, same faith, same baptism? One, one, one. What do you have that has not been given to you? Mm. One last scripture, and you will go. Colossians, I want you to look at the heading of the scripture I'm giving you. It's called the character of the new man. So you know whether you are new or you are still operating in the old, masquerading and pretending it, and pretending that you are new. You are whitewashing a sepulcher. You are not really new, except you have the character of the new man. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12. Colossians 3 verse 12. I'll read up to verse 17. I want us to read together. Pastor Ike had said his own. I've added mine. 
It's up to you. Ready? Read. Therefore, as elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness. That's all. That's so. That's the only way we can live together. We are going to disagree. Whether you like it or not. Pastor Ike said, where there are people, there are problems. The moment you get to P in your alphabet, A, B, C, D, you get to P, you have people, you have problems, you have all kinds of things. Take P out of your alphabets, you'll be fine. Is it so easy living with ID? No. But would you want another man? No. So what are you going to do? Live with him. You think it's easy living with me? Ask Mrs. B. Ask my children. You think it's easy working with me? Ask the staff. I know I'm not easy myself. Do I need any, anybody to stand in the witness box? Uh-huh. But why didn't you run away? We are in this boat. Let's finish reading because of break. Bearing with, forgiving. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also. That's the character of the new man. See the heading in your Bible. That's the character of the new man. As Christ forgave you so much, you must forgive. When I say join your hands, some people are saying, Oh Lord, why, why, why this type of song? Give me another song. I don't want to hold this person's hand. If you don't learn quickly, God sees you as a problem. He takes you out of the place. Because he's building and you can't stop him. Let's read further. But above all these things put on love, which is the bond of perfection. You want to see perfect people, see them through the lens of love. Or else we are all imperfect. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called, how? In one body, and be thankful. Oh, I love this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Finally, 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 ready, read loud. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. Do you know that even your thoughts, your words, or deeds are under his watch? And whatever you cannot do or say in his name, don't do. Amen? That's the character of the new man. And may that become our in Jesus' name. Totally ours so that we walk in the newness of life. Lord, thank you for your servant you have used this money to bring forth your word. Lord, I pray you will increase him more and more. Thank you for utterance this morning. I saw Pastor Ike for the first time walking up and down. He does not do that. Change has come. Uh, the jinx is broken. I mean, I, I saw him walk and then he was, I said, is this Ike? You remember that man in John chapter 9? Are you the one that was blind? And they said it is him. They said it is not him. He said it is me. I was once stuck. Now I am free. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today, but it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's word. I pray that the word of God you have received will sink deeply into your hearts and bring forth tangible fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. In addition, I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, 
but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye, Bye for, for now. now.